the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. They're coming for the urinals. That's right. Now, there may be more important things to talk about today. Impeachment of the president, for example, but... Uh, There's not that much new on that front. We'll get to that a little bit later. And long after Donald Trump is out of office, no matter how he ends up leaving, um, you know, the the question of whether men should be able to count on seeing a urinal in the men's room will still be there. And in Portland, if you're a guy and uh, you work for the city, you are going to be sitting down. And this is no small thing. Well, there's a good chance you're going to be sitting down anyway. It's all uh, tied in with the gender identity insanity that's taking over the world. And this is happening in Portland, of course, the most liberal city in America, and a place where no man should really want to live for any reason. But the uh, the city was remodeling the Portland building. I guess that's the, the main city building in uh, downtown Portland. And this is the email that uh, the city employees got from the chief administrative officer, a guy named Tom Reinhardt. This is when they were, you know, getting ready to do the remodeling or just as it was finished or whatever. Anyway, he said in the email, quote, We will continue to have gender-specific multi-stall restrooms uh, that are readily available to any employee that prefers to use one. You know, like, just an odd, odd chance that you're an employee who, you know, might want to use a... A designated room rather than, you know, pick one. I don't know. You know, just crazy people who might want to do that. Anyway, we will continue to have gender-specific multi-stall restrooms that are readily available to any employee that prefers to use one. But there will be no urinals in any restroom in the building. That's just it. That's that. that you, you go to work one day. You know, you're a guy, you go to the men's room, there's a urinal, you do what you got to do and you leave. And you get an email from the boss that says, by the way, uh, starting Tuesday, you're uh, not going to be any urinals. And that's, you know, if you don't like it, that's too bad. That's just the way it's going to be. You know, flexibility. It'll give us the flexibility we need for any future changes in signage. And I see what I mean here about this being more than about urinals. It's about flexibility. Are you old enough to remember when you didn't need flexibility with restroom planning? You know, a men's room and a women's room. Boys, girls, gentlemen, ladies. uh, Urinals in the men's room. That's way too easy. Now you need rooms and signage that comply with gender and sanity. Now, depending on who you talk to, uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know how many genders there are now. I I go with 58 because I think that's the one I saw a while back that... (laughs) That was uh, one of the colleges came up with 58. Uh, I don't remember. I'm sure it was an Ivy League school. Pretty sure it would be. Anyway, they said there's 58 genders. We'll go with that number. That's going to mean a lot of work for the sign painter. Uh, and, you know, do all 58 genders go into one multi-gender room? Or will there be somebody uh, with some, will there be some that have like 58 different rooms someday? Uh, some buildings, you know, or will there be someone in charge of breaking up the genders into groups that are compatible? You know, like these 12 genders are OK with these five and that 26 over there. But, you know, we could they could have a nice meeting about that. And, you know, the uh, the human resources uh, department could take care of that or the gender equity department. Uh, anyway, they could figure that out somewhere. But this this is where the, the world is headed. And by the way, it's not just one building in Portland. All the city buildings will have their restrooms remodeled, and the urinals will be gone. Citywide, all the buildings. No urinals. And if if there are any real men left working for the city of Portland after the urinals are gone, they should join together and just have a mass refusal to put the seat down, ever. Never put the seat down. Anytime you go into a men's room and do what you got to do there, leave the seat up. 
And this is all happening, by the way, in order to accommodate, what is it, a, a half of a percent, 0.05 percent of the people on the planet who might have an issue with gender identity. This is all being done uh, for to accommodate that number of people. And it's all about the feminization of the American male. It's happening in schools. We talk about it here all the time. And you know how much liberals like Europe and European customs? Well, there's apparently a movement over there to stop men from standing. You know, toxic masculinity. So there's a story here. Uh, this is from Vice.com. And again, this is not just about urinals. It's about men being toxic and everything we do. There's something We have to apologize for it or justify it. The headline of this story in Vice.com is why more men are sitting down to pee. And uh, it says that, and this is, it, it says that over the past decade, a number of countries have increasingly moved towards a culture of reclining relief. In other words, sitting down. That, so this is, I'm not making this up. This is like, in Europe, this is happening. And some of the stuff that's, go, you know, that, that we've dealt with with gender identity started out as a little bit of a whisper, I don't know how many years ago, not that long ago, and you looked at it, why, well, there's a few crazy people, we don't have to worry about that, and then all of a sudden we're talking about this, no urinals in Portland, that's what it ends up, that's what ends up happening. So, uh, over the past decade, Germany and a number of other countries have increasingly moved towards a culture of reclining relief. Debates have raged over the merits of the practice, that's standing up, with arguments made on everything from feminist to public health grounds. Yet for all the bombast and backlash around this massive transition, uh, the origins of the modern movement and the prior history of standing male urination remain fairly opaque to almost everyone. But here, this, is, this goes back all the way to 2004. And uh, if you're a guy, just try to imagine this. <laughs> you know, all you want to do is just go in the men's room. Um, as far back as 2004, one German company was producing something called the WC Ghost. I don't know what WC stands for. A toilet clip-on that vocally admonished men for raising the toilet seat and encouraged them to sit. So <clears throat> you you go in, you put up this. First of all, there's no urinal. So you put up the seat, and that's not good enough. Oh, no. What are you doing? You can't be standing. You have to sit. So that year, the ghost started to show up in international grocery store chains. Uh, and then by 2006, a story popped up in Norway in which a primary school teacher requested that parents start training their children to pee in a civilized, seated manner. The European phenomenon reached perhaps its highest vis visibility in 2012 when the left party, of course, in Sormland, Sweden, tried to require that male city council members sit rather than stand while using the toilets in municipal buildings. Now, here's... See, when you hear something like this, first of all, it's insane, okay? And and you, you wonder how anybody would put up with this for 30 seconds on the job. You just tell somebody, either you quit or stick it or just, I'm not doing it. But what are they going to do? Send somebody in there with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are they going to know? Everybody... Somebody puts out a decree that you will not stand in the men's room. Well, is there, there going to be a men's room attendant in there checking you out? And, or, 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 or will somebody follow you in and make sure that you comply with this rule? And then if you don't do it, what are they going to do to you? Fire you? So in 2007, a poll of married couples in Japan found that 49%, 49% of wedded men peed sitting down. That's up from 15% in 1999. So... You know, that's what, uh, that's eight years, so that's been uh, 12 years ago, so that's probably, it was 49%, that's about half, it's probably, what, a third now, two-thirds two don't stand anymore? That's what's happening in the world to men. We're doomed, okay? So this is where the world could be headed. There's a story of a teacher in Virginia who was uh, fired for, this is the more serious stuff, but it's this is all tied together. Uh, a story of a teacher in Virginia, uh, he was fired for referring to a boy who had decided to become a woman as him or he. He was okay with calling this uh, this person by a, a, his new, her name, her masculine name, but when he referred to him, it was him or he, and uh, he was fired. And uh, that was even if he was, he was directed by the school 
that he the, to refer to this guy, this person, this uh, woman who thinks she's a man, refer to her as uh, she, as he, wait, it's a he who wanted to be a she, right? Yeah. Anyway, if he was supposed to make use the proper pronoun. Actually, it was the improper pronoun, but the pronoun that this person wanted to be used that was opposite to what he actually was. Even when he was referring to this person, I've forgotten now whether it was a guy, I thought he was a girl. But anyway, if he he, he was in get he was in trouble for not using the the pronoun that the school wanted him to use, even though it was the wrong one. Uh, when he was just referring to him, not talking to him personally, but if he said something to another student and referred to this person incorrectly, then that was a problem. So he refused to do it, and he got fired. And the uh, Alliance for Defending Freedom is um, is defending him, and, and they're, they filed a lawsuit. I wouldn't mind getting somebody from that organization on. We've had him on before. We'll see if we can get him anyway. And, of course, we have the Equality Act. That's uh, in this very in our very own United States of America that's uh, waiting to be voted on in the Senate if the Democrats take over. That's what would happen because this, right now the Senate's not going to take it up. But if the uh, in two years, a year I should say, if the uh, if the Senate is taken over by the Democrats and we have a, a Democratic president uh, and a Democratic House, uh, that Equality Act is going to become law, and that would make it illegal to prevent biological males from competing against females in sports. Even though a new study just came out that shows that lowering the testosterone level in a man for 12 months doesn't reduce his strength. Now, that's what they've been doing in Olympic sports um, when when a man who decides he wants to compete as a woman um, when he when he tries to do that, he's told that he has to go through a year of um, reducing his testosterone level, and that's supposed to make things okay. Well, this study shows that it doesn't work. Um, that the strength is still the same, the advantage is still great, and it's still really, really stupid to do. And that's what the idiots who think uh, it makes sense for men to compete against women think is the way to take away the man's advantage, but it doesn't work. And next year, by the way, is an Olympic year, and you'll be seeing men competing against women. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if there were no urinals in the Olympic Village in Tokyo. That's not They're not going to have them. Come on. So we don't have any guests lined up today, believe it or not. So uh, I'm all ears if you want to call 844-302-1250. Give me a call. And I have some sports that I want to get to, but 844-302-1250. I know you're out there. We'll try it. Let's give me a call. And uh, please, uh, nothing stupid. But All right, you can even call us something stupid, and I'll tell you stupid. But 844-302-1250. And I do have some sports I want to get to. Also, um, the stupid law passed in California that will let college athletes make money from their image and likeness, no matter what the NCAA says. And we're going to talk about impeachment. And lots of other stuff when we come back. Stick around. So many exciting things happening in Pittsburgh. And when I look at that, it's exciting to be in a ministry and in an organization that can bring innovation to reaching the homeless. Joel Gilliam. Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's north side. We've developed what we call a continuum of care, where we are wanting to be able to help people no matter where they are to get to the next level towards being productive and whole. We can come along, not just those who are homeless, but those who have mental health issues, those who have employment issues. We want to be able to provide counseling for them, a safe environment for them to be in, a community for them to live in. And then even as they get into community, we want to have rapid around services for them to help them stay in their apartment or their house once they get out. It's a much more comprehensive program than it's been before, and so it's an exciting time to be here. Help give someone a hand up through a one-time gift or monthly donation today. Visit lightoflife.org slash give. lightoflife.org slash give. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. 
My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through advanced biological therapy or ABT. Advanced biological therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABD Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2, to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. SpeedPro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit SpeedProPGHSouth.com. Hey there. What's up, bruh? Hello. Aloha. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hola. Hi. It takes a lot of voices to create the sound of us. The Y welcomes all of them with open arms. From career readiness to safe spaces, the Y is there, no matter who we are. Now, more than ever, they need your support. Support your local Y today. The Y, or better us. Read by members of the Y. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. So, Dave called uh, 844-302-1250, and Dave, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, good. What do you got? So, I uh, pee sitting down. I taught my son to pee sitting down. That's nice. And I tell everybody I know to pee sitting down. Good, good. Uh, Why do you do that, Dave? Put some black paper, go home. I mean, this is your home you're living in, right? Right. And go home and lay some black construction paper around your toilet. No. And be on pee standing up for a couple days. I don't care. And you see what splashes onto your floor. Oh, boy. And then, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's your home. Yeah. And you're pretty much just, so, yeah. Well, before I would that's do it. that, I would tell my sons to go pee outside, then have them sit down. But that's just me. All right. Okay. I mean, I mean, I all hear right. you. It's, 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 a, it's a hygiene and all that, and... uh that's just part of the deal, I guess. You know, I'm not. <laughs> that's something. To, I, maybe they can find something to put by the toilet that'll work better than just the porcelain. But uh, uh, I just you know, congratulations on that. But uh, I'm not going there. I don't know if anybody else is out there who want to do that. But not for me, Dave. But thanks. All right. All right. That's Dave, and he sits down to pee. So good for him. And uh, his sons are, <laughs> are going to. He won't have any problem with. Oh boy. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's Dave. He called 844-302-1250. You can do the same thing. Um, I want to um, uh, get into something else here that's not related to the urinals. But uh, if we have another, if we have another caller, um, I think we have a caller. We have a caller, Aaron. No, uh, we don't. Right, the second. Anyway, I want to get into this. This is this is something that happened in in California. Um, and this again, this is a sports story, but it goes way beyond sports because to me, it's um, it's about government interference and government 
sticking its nose where it doesn't belong and government making something worse by trying to make it better. Uh, and it's out in California, and it's called the Fair Pay to Play Act. And um, I, Gavin Newsom is the governor out there. He's an idiot, and he signed it, uh, signed the law, uh, signed, the, signed the bill yesterday. And athletes will now be paid for their name, image, and likeness by law in California. This is proposed by state uh, senator Nancy Skinner. And it's now, uh, well, it's it's signed into law, but the NCAA doesn't want to hear about it. But what the the problem with it is that, well, two things. The first problem is, how is it any of the government's business, in this case the state government, California, how is it any of their business what happens between a perfectly lawful, mutually agreed-upon contract between some kids who go to play college sports, football, basketball, whatever, and the NCAA. And when the kid signs his letter of intent, and when the kids, there's a contract, I think, that goes with the scholarship, uh, when the kid signs it, it says right on there what he's allowed to do, he or she is allowed or not allowed to do. And if they... Um, do it, they lose their eligibility, meaning if they take money uh, and, and, and become a professional athlete. Now, look, not for one minute, not for one second, do I buy the, the, the uh, pile of horse manure about college football and basketball amateurism. I mean, these, there are kids getting paid literally with a bag full of cash to go play college football and basketball, some of the major programs. Everybody knows it goes on. And so they are getting paid. But the thing that bothers me mostly about, most about this is that the state of California thinks it can step in between. How is that constitutional? I think that's one of the things that's going to be tested. But how, do, how does the state of California stick its nose in there between, and, and say that the NCAA is not allowed to have the rules that the NCAA has? Those kids... Nobody is forcing them to to join up and be part of NCAA athletics. The NCAA has been around for a long time. It's a cesspool. Football and basketball, college football and basketball, the major level anyway, it's a cesspool. But um, they've been around for a million years, and everybody knows how it works. And these kids go off to play football at Alabama or Ohio State or Pitt or Penn State, and they play football, and they get a scholarship. And when they get out, they have a college degree if they're smart and do it right. Not that many of them actually do, and many of them who do graduate with degrees that are worthless. But that's that's a separate issue between the kid and the college. But the the the, the state of California to say that they that that the state should have something to say about it, and then of course this this causes all kinds of problems for the NCAA because. Uh, UCLA or Southern Cal or uh, Stanford, they can now, when they go to recruit a kid, say, look, you come and play for us. The NCAA can't touch you if you go out and, uh, you know, when we sell your jersey with your name on it, you can keep the money. Now, you can make a case that that should be done anyway, that that the kid should have the money, but but, um, then he's not not an amateur athlete, and, and, and he's there... It's supposed to be a college kid who plays sports, a college kid who's a really good athlete. It's not supposed to be a really good athlete who, by the way, goes to college. That's the way it started, as college kids. And there was cheating going on back when it was as pure as it ever was. Uh, There was still cheating going on with keeping kids in school who didn't belong and paying players and going back to the 20s, probably. But the whole idea is supposed to be that the kid goes to college and then he he also plays sports and he gets a scholarship. This is insanity that they think that they can make it work by paying these kids uh, money. And who's going to decide how much money the kids should get? What's going to happen with the uh, – which kids are going to get the most money? Um, and, and the kids will forget about the fact that they're, they're supposed to be students and they're supposed to be going to class, which is dumb anyway. They should be playing minor league football or minor league basketball. So it's a stupid idea, and it's even more stupid that the state of California is stupid enough to think that it should get involved in the middle 
of uh, the athletes and the NCAA. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The chairs of three House committees involved in the impeachment inquiry are firing back after Secretary of State Mike Pompeo accused them of bullying and intimidation. The three say Pompeo is now a fact witness in their impeachment inquiry, and they called on him to stop intimidating department witnesses in order to, in their words, protect himself and the president. The comments followed word that Pompeo was on the call when President Trump allegedly pressured Ukraine's president to investigate Joe Biden and his family. Just hours earlier, Pompeo questioned the legality of the committee's efforts to depose five current and former State Department officials. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. A down day on Wall Street as the Dow Industrials fell 343 points. The Nasdaq dropped 90 points. This is SRN News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844 844- 45 Bible. That's 844 45 Bible. 844 45 Bible. Hugh Hewitt sees the media grasping its straws again. All of the talking heads switched from Russia to racism after the Russia Mueller probe fell apart. Then they switched from racism to Ukraine because they're just desperate to get a handhold on Trump and they keep slipping off of everything. They can't hold on to anything. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. Community Bank. City Mission. Number one Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. It's Susan Wallace. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt & Associates today, 844 844- 4366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. The values we hold dear in this country are under attack and there is no bigger American defender than Dinesh D'Souza, our best conservative filmmaker and author. This is your chance to meet Dinesh, learn of his work with 1776 Freedoms Calling and hear him speak Thursday, October 24th at the Duquesne Club in Pittsburgh. VIP reception at 6.15, dinner at 7. Get your tickets at 1776freedomscalling.com or call 412 423 Be part of this historic night with Dinesh D'Souza. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Lots of delays out there. If you're on the Parkway West, inbound side, you're going to slow down Montour Run Road to 60 and heavy from Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound slowing down Banksville Road to Carnegie on the Parkway East. Minor delays Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Outbound 28 slowing down Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge, northbound 79 delays, Mount Newbar Road to Warrendale Bain Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
it'll remain summery through Thursday. After that, it'll turn cooler. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly clear with a low near 70. Partly sunny with summery warmth and humidity tomorrow. High will be 86. Mostly cloudy and muggy with a shower and thunderstorm around tomorrow night. Low will be 66. Mostly cloudy and steamy with showers and a thunderstorm Thursday. High will be 81. Then a much cooler and more comfortable Friday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I want to follow up a little bit on that uh, stupidity of the California law because, again, it's a sports story, but to me, it's uh, much bigger than sports because uh, the whole um, question of what's going on and, and the whole issue of what's going on in college football and basketball at the major college level, um, it's a cesspool and it's been corrupt for a long time and stupid for a long time, and kids are uh, being admitted into college who can't read, for example, at North Carolina. Uh, this was back in the uh, early 2000s. Uh, Dean Smith was there and uh, and uh, actually claimed that he didn't know anything about it. But there were literally, and the word is literally, there were literally illiterate kids at North Carolina playing sports. And uh, what did they do? They f- fired, or first they first they moved the counselor who discovered all this stuff. She was supposed to be a, like a tutor or a counselor for these kids for uh, revealing how stupid they were. Not stupid, but uneducated and unprepared for college uh, work they were. She got moved down from the, you know, whatever floor she was on, down to the basement. I don't know if they had her sitting next to the water cooler or something, but they, they banished her. That's what happened to her for pointing it out. So, And that's, that's back in the early 2000s, and that's with Dean Smith, the dean of everybody. The, he's, he's a sainted figure in college sports at North Carolina. But anyway, uh, Tim Tebow, this, this was a few weeks ago. We actually played this clip of a, about a month ago. Um, and this is Tim Tebow when he was on ESPN uh, First Take. Uh, and he was talking about this subject when the uh, topic of this proposed law, which is now a law as of, as of yesterday, this is, when it was being discussed a month ago, this is Tim Tebow. I have a little credibility and knowledge about this because when I was at the when I was at the University of Florida, I think my jersey was one of the top selling jerseys around the world. Uh, it was like Kobe, LeBron, and then I was right behind them, and I didn't make a dollar from it. But nor did I want to because I knew going into college what 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 it um, what it was all about. I knew going to Florida, my dream school, where I wanted to go, the passion for it, and if I could support my team, support my college, support my university, that's what it's all about. But now we're changing it from us from we, from my university, from being an alumni where I care, which makes college football and college sports special, to then, okay, it's not about us, it's not about we, it's just about me. And yes, I know we live in a selfish culture where it's all about us, but we're just adding and piling it onto that, Mm. where it changes what's special about college football. We turn it into the NFL, where who has the most money, that's where you go. That's why people are more passionate about college sports than they are about NFL. That's why this is the, the, um, the stadiums are bigger in college than they are in the NFL, because it's about your team. It's about your university. It's about where my family wanted to go. It's about where my grandfather had a dream of seeing Florida win an SEC championship. And you're taking that away so that young kids can earn a dollar. And that's just not where I feel like college football needs to go. Fair, There's that man. opportunity in the NFL, that's but fair. not in college football. And so that was followed up by this from Max Kellerman, a liberal uh, member of the liberal uh, commentator on that show. He's what liberal co-host is the word I'm looking for. Max Kellerman. Tim, as usual, I think you make you make a passionate case based on appealing to people's better angels and a a positive message. And I really do appreciate that. However, things can exist that we all enjoy that are based upon illegal practices. And what this California law is saying is, while there may be components of college football that we lose in the exchange, in fact, it's like I find it obnoxious for the NCAA to say it's unconstitutional. In fact, it seems to me that the exploitation of college labor, although I understand you perceive it differently, I'm talking about by the letter of the law, is in fact unconstitutional. So, so even though we all enjoy it, if it's based upon something that shouldn't be allowed to happen... Then that, then that needs to be addressed, and then we're going to have to adjust to the new reality, no? No, that's an idiotic statement. Uh, exploitation, there's nothing wrong with exploitation as long as it's legal. Um, 
the uh, the company that owns this radio station is exploiting my labor right now, and they're paying me for it. But the and and just because I'm getting paid doesn't mean I'm not. They're not exploiting what they consider to be something worth value. These guys uh, who are playing college football and basketball are being exploited, but they're also getting paid a college scholarship, which in some cases, depending on what school you're talking about, we could be talking about um, at least $50,000 a year, $250,000. Nobody, almost nobody uh, stays in college for uh, four years, um, only four years. Most of the major uh, players will get a red shirt, so they'll be there for five. And so they're going to be paying a quarter of a million dollars they're going to get for nothing. And, you know, you hear all this whining about uh, college uh, debt. These these kids who get out of school and they have uh, gigantic college loans to repay. All these kids you see on college football games on Saturdays and uh, 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 when you watch the, these 85-man rosters of uh, 85-man teams coming barreling through the tunnel, every one of them, well, not every one, some of them are walk-ons, but most of them are on scholarship, full scholarship, and they are going to, if they play their cards right, when they get out of college, they're going to have a degree, and they're going to have no college debt. They will have been there for nothing. Now, uh, this is... um, some, when Tim Tebow made this argument uh, on ESPN about a month ago, of course, media, sports media, most of whom, by the way, it's been my experience, are liberal. Um, most of them, of course, trashed him because, number one, they don't like Tim Tebow because he's a conservative and a Christian, and they don't like that about him. So, um, but this is this is Don uh, Dan Wolkin of USA Today. He says... Um, that uh, give Tebow credit for this. He can sell college athletic schmaltz with the best of them, no matter how hollow the sentiment really is. He says, look, it's easy to understand how someone like Tebow, whose popularity has endured well beyond his relevance as an athlete and who has been privileged in ways most of the people he played football with never were, sees college football as a citadel of chastity in a materialistic world. I don't think Tim Tebow th- sees it as that. He sees it as what it's what it's supposed to be, which is college students who happen to play a sport for which they are given a scholarship, not professional athletes who get to use the name of the college, even though they may not be real college students, which is what would happen if you start paying them. They have no reason to go to class. Um, so what you have is players who are... Um, uh, they are they're athletes. They're they're football players or basketball players. They are going to be able to exploit, if that's the word, the long standing tradition history of these teams that they play for, and playing in a stadium in front of a hundred thousand people in some cases, um, and uh, being showcased for either the NFL or the NBA. Two leagues that have a free minor league system. If you want to approach somebody, you want to trash somebody. Well, first of all, you can trash the NCAA all you want. As far as I'm concerned, as I said, it's 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 a corrupt organization and just just filled with stupidity. But the NFL, which has a monopoly, and the NBA, which has a monopoly, they um, have a free minor league system, and. Um, it's the N- it's the NFL and the NBA that will not let these kids turn pro until, in the case of a college uh, basketball player, he can play after his uh, one year after his uh, high school class graduates. In the NFL, I believe it's still the th- three years. So you have to have been out of high school three years before the NFL will consider letting you play. Now, how stupid is that? Um, Clemson has a kid playing quarterback right now named Trevor Lawrence. He's a tremendous player. He could be in the NFL right now. Or if the NFL had a minor league system, you know, like the Pirates have, maybe he could be playing for a minor league team somewhere instead of Clemson. But it, but that's up to Trevor Lawrence and the NFL. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have to go to college. Nobody's making him go to Clemson. He's going there because it's an opportunity to play, showcase himself, prepare himself for the NFL. And... Um, Clemson's given him that opportunity and also giving him the opportunity to uh, get a degree, which I don't know what the tuition is at Clemson, but I'm going to guess it's 
uh, what it costs for a, a year to go there if you're out of state. I'm going to guess it's over 40000 a year. Uh, and so he's getting his meals. He's And, and some of these guys uh, actually get a stipend. Uh, we had an example about a month ago when this story first happened with Tebow about a kid who said that he made about uh, uh, $10,000 or something one year because he just saved his meal money and the stipends he was given, and he put it aside, and he had the money. Um, but they, 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 they eat well. Um, I, I knew a kid who played at uh, a school, a major college, long, long time ago, and um, I was um, down by the beach, and my friend and I would be, he would sneak us into the, to the training table, and we would sit in the room where these guys ate, and they would, an unbelievable amount of food that they were given every night, the, the, choice, the choices they had and the amount they could eat, till they collapsed from eating so much. They don't have to pay a nickel for that. So just because the money is, the money is being brought in by the schools, uh, and and by college football and by the NCAA, it doesn't mean that those kids are entitled to it. It just doesn't. They they sign up for for a scholarship, and and there's a, a story about Sidney Crosby this week that, that that made me think of this. This is before this was, this was on Saturday or Sunday when I saw this, and it wasn't. It was yesterday that the um, that the NCAA, uh, or may, I'm sorry, the California passed this law. Well, Sidney Crosby went back to uh, where he played junior hockey in Quebec, and they honored him, and they retired his number, and they retired his number in the Quebec uh, Junior Hockey League, the number 87, because of what he did when he was there and what he's done since in the NHL, and he was brought in there, and as usual, handled it with unbelievable class, and just he, he just looked great, and he came there with his family, he gave a great speech. And he said that, he said, when I was 15, I had a decision to make. This is what he said in his speech to the people in Rumuski, which is where he played. He said, I had a decision to make. I could either go to college. He was, the, he was a ridiculously good hockey player. Um, he probably could have played in the NHL at 17. But he was, when he was 15, he, made, he had a choice to make. Was he going to go to college or was he going to play junior hockey? We play junior hockey because hockey players in Canada who are good enough to think that they have a um, a um, a future in the NHL, they can go play junior hockey. He went and lived with a family in Rimouski, wherever that, and somewhere in Quebec, and he played hockey and he traveled around and he got his schooling, uh, same as Mario Lemieux did, by the way. And uh, he came out and was the number one pick in the draft. And you know, you know what happened? He's Sidney Crosby, but he had the choice. The big word there that in his speech was choice. Why don't football and basketball players in the United States of America have the same choice that hockey players have in Canada? Why does why does a football player or basketball player have to have his ability to become a pro football or pro basketball player tied in any way to his academics? Does anybody know what Sidney Crosby got in his S, uh, in his uh, SAT test? I don't even know if he took it. doesn't matter. Does anybody know what uh, Andrew McCutcheon got? Because he was the same deal. He came here and played for the Pirates and made about $75 million. And, but he started out in the minor leagues. He never went to college. He had a choice. So it's, it's, don't let uh, these, the media and some of these athletes, like uh, Draymond uh, Green of the NBA, compared the NCAA to a dictatorship, which is just insane because, again... <laughs> It's voluntary, you know? Nobody's going to throw them in prison if they decide not to play football. But don't let them try to tell you, don't let them tell you that it's the NCAA's fault. The NCAA plays a big role in the corruption and the stupidity. But the fault lies with the NBA and the NFL and their refusal to have their own minor league system and their refusal to allow players to come in until they are, uh, the meaning the two leagues, are able to, uh, if you want to use the word, exploit the colleges by having them develop their future stars for them. That's what's that's that's the exploiting that's going on, and the NCAA is allowing that to happen. That's 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 the the real crime. But the sports media, too many of whom are fanboys of the NFL and the NBA, they won't criticize the NFL or the NBA. They 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 they. Uh, it's a form of virtual virtue signaling where they 
want to tell you how sorry they feel for these poor, exploited uh, athletes at, in college, uh, but they, they never get around to mentioning that the NFL and the NBA have a monopoly, which they shouldn't be allowed to get away with, and that they uh, create the problem by not allowing these kids to turn pro when they have no interest whatsoever, just like Sidney Crosby had no interest in going to college. Half of the, not half, I don't know how many, but a huge percentage of kids who are playing college football and basketball, they think they're going to the NFL or the NBA, and, and 98% of them are not. That's the way it happens. So if you want to blame somebody, don't blame the NCAA. The state of California should stay out of it, and it's the NBA and the NFL's fault. We'll be back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the the answer worried about the penalty all of marley financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent which can add up to several thousand dollars a year call todd at marley financial 724-884-1496 that's 724-884-1496 on the web at marleyfg.com Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABD Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2, to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. In a recent episode of the hit web series, Adam Ruins Everything, the show shared some of the scams that are common in the mattress industry. The big markups, the inability to comparison shop, and the conflicts of interest with mattress review sites. At the Original Mattress Factory, we agree with many of the problems the episode highlighted. In fact, these problems are the reason we started our company, to offer a better mattress and a better mattress buying experience. Visit OriginalMattress.com or our social media pages to hear our employees' reactions to the Adam Ruins Everything mattress episode. In the know, I'm Rich Rosario. Generation Z believes bullying is the biggest issue of their time, according to new data. A survey of American youth ages 6 to 17, commissioned by the Boy Scouts of America, found that bullying ranked as a top concern for young people on a community, national, and global level. That's why the Boy Scouts of America has been actively working to equip kids with the tools they need to counteract bullying. All Scouts participate in anti-bullying training and learn to live by the Scout Law, a foundational element of scouting with 12 guiding characteristics that include being helpful, trustworthy, and kind. And it's having real impact. A 2015 study by Tufts University found that children involved in Cub Scouts were significantly more kind and helpful than non-Scouts. Scouting provides the nation's foremost youth program of character development and values-based leadership training which helps young people to be prepared for life. To learn more about scouting, visit scouting.org. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. 
Well, speaking of sitting down, ah, never mind. Uh, you know who uh, Adam Schiff is, I think? He's the uh, House Intel Committee chairman. He's from California. And he, uh, I think he might be a little bit insane. There's a good chance he's insane. But uh, he's he's really been coming down hard on President Trump for a long time. He, he's been wanting to impeach him since, I think, about 15 minutes after the election results were made official. And um, he, um, you know, he doesn't, he's really, really upset about this, this whole Ukraine thing, about maybe uh, Donald Trump might have, like, you know, gotten the Ukraine government involved and looking at, out, look, trying to find out what uh, Joe Biden might have done. Well, somebody found an old tape of uh, from Adam. <laughs> he was uh, a couple of radio guys, pranked him. And they called him and made him an offer. And look what Adam said that the president should be impeached for this. But let's listen to what Adam said when he thought he was being offered dirt on Donald Trump. What we have seen in that call record is a president of the United States use the full weight of his office to manufacture dirt and interfere in our election. So you, you have recordings of both Sovchek and Buseva, uh where they're discussing the compromising material on uh, Mr. Trump? Absolutely. Um, well, obviously, we would uh, welcome a chance to get copies of those recordings. It is uh, illegal, improper, a violation of oath, a violation of uh, his duty to defend our elections, our Constitution, for the president to merely ask for foreign interference. So did you hear that? At first it was Adam talking about Donald Trump and how terrible it was to uh, for him to be looking for dirt on a, a political opponent. And then you heard the uh, the two radio guys, some radio guy called him, pretending to be somebody from Ukraine and offering him dirt on Trump. He said, you mean you have uh, tape uh, from Mr. So-and-so? Yeah, well, we'll take that. That'll work. Yeah, well, we're, here's my address. Send it on to me as quickly as you can. What kind of, how much of a hypocrite is this guy? Now, I want to know how much play that video is going to get on the media. I mean, outside of Fox News. I'm going to say zero. That's what I'm going to say. But I, I hope it get, gets some uh, serious play on Fox, at least. Hey, it got some play here. I hope you liked it, and I hope you liked the show today. I hope you'll be back tomorrow. I'm done. See ya. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.